0: Welcome to the podcast Research in Leadership in Early Childhood Settings and Social Care Settings. As usual, we will today hear an interview that I have conducted with a researcher who researches in the leadership area. I hope that you will enjoy the interview and that you will gain new insights to your leadership practice or to your leadership research. Yes. So today I am in Copenhagen in Denmark and I am on Copenhagen Business School, CBS, and uh, with me it is uh, Dr. Camilla Sluck. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, Johannes. Thank you for asking me.
0: Yes, and uh, Camilla, you have worked with uh, leadership for quite a long time. And uh, you have done some, some work on the concept of uh, persona in relation to leadership. And this is what we are going to talk about today. Uh, can you shortly say something about the concept of, uh, of persona as you use it for leadership? Uh,
1: yes, actually the, concept, uh, the word persona simply uh, comes from the theater. So it's a metaphor uh, and it means mask. And it was uh a, a, that is not, it was literally uh, the mask that they used in the antique uh, theater um, in order to make uh, the, the sound louder, so mm. it's like persona it means through sound. so this mask you always see in, at the top of a theater scene uh, sad and happy oh. this is, this was the kind of mask they were wearing oh. and I'm using this as a metaphor for leadership, and uh, in my leadership education, I try to teach the leaders how to develop a persona.
0: And a persona, is that different from being uh, the person I am?
1: Uh, yeah, I distinguish between uh, the mask you have to wear as a leader and the, the private self that you are, that we all are, we all have a private room, which we have for ourselves, or sometimes share with people that we're close to. So in my teaching, I found that the leaders, they often struggle with uh, authenticity, because there's a uh, high claim on, uh, uh, on work as being something that develops you as yourself, as the one you are. It's a kind of con- on, uh, on a conflation between uh, who I really am, the private self, and then my work identity. And this whole uh, conflation of uh, these two different rooms, my private room and my work room, uh, creates a lot of confusion. Uh, not only at the, at the workspace for employees, but also for leaders. So, instead of uh, emphasizing authenticity, which is done a lot, for instance, by Charles Taylor or Søren Kierkegaard, a Danish famous theologian, I try to uh, investigate what are the benefits of separating the private self from the public uh, persona.
0: So when you talk about that the concept of persona, it it was the ask, it was the mask from the old antique theater. So so is it that when you are a leader, you will have to take your own person into your workplace, and then you use the mask as an extra add-on?
1: This is the whole exactly because you know all these words about: is it a private self? Is it a mask? Or is it a professional? Uh, performance. Uh, what? What is? All the, in a way, it's just you know, it's just a way to talk about experiences that leaders have, because you could also say we don't don't need all these words because we just go to work and then we do our work and then we go home and we continue thinking about our work. So what does it do to have three different words for how I can present myself? Uh, but it actually does a lot because if you uh, tell uh, leaders that. You can The only one that cannot be him or herself at work, that is the leader. And this is because of power, Johannes. And I think what the whole uh, literature on authenticity uh, in leadership, what they ignore completely is the question of power and also related to power, the problem of evil. Because if we just say to work, let uh, say about where we go there and we're just ourselves. We presume that everybody are, uh good people happy people uh, motivated people uh, that everybody that are working in an organization actually wants to be there and they want to do their best uh we, we we may just say they want to do their best but they don't do not always we have employees in public sectors they they abuse the, their power, um, they abused uh, they, they abuse it to the colleagues or to citizens or uh, we have harassment of all sorts, not only me too and all this, but also uh, emotional harassment. There, there are many things in an organization that you can't explain if you just say we should go there as authentic selves. You need some kind of uh, some way of understanding that uh, organizations are a place where power are, are at stake. And people have very different strategies around this power. So how do we then, if we if we accept this, that power and evil are part of obviously also good things? But one way of seeing it is to see uh, organisation and leadership as a, as a stage, as uh, Goffman he did, and that uh, people, sometimes they do play out themselves as they really are. For instance, they may, may be really abusive and this is what they, for some reason we don't know, always understand. Look at Hannah Arendt and her way of looking at holocaust as the banality of evil. So one way of approaching these things that we do not always understand is to say we have a task and in order to have, to take care of this task, we need a mask and particularly the leader needs some kind of protection between uh the things that goes on there and what he or she herself thinks about them because if you just say no i want to be myself at work and i'll just go there and i will perform myself as i am it's a it's a it's a very big clash between big egos or big personalities which is not always helpful it can be very draining if you go to work as your private self while um, having some kind of protection or uh, this persona which is a way of talking about how do you mm-hmm. protect yourself, uh, how do you use your power without employees eating yourself up as a leader? How do you take care and how do you protect yourself in these situations that are not always nice or comfortable? Well, the the mask protects you and it makes you reflect. It gives you a distance, which is also part of the mask, because you, they they don't know everything about you and maybe you don't know everything about them. But this space between you and yourself, it comes only with a mask, it doesn't come with everybody being authentic. If everybody is authentic, it's a big clash of emotions.
0: So, so to use your persona as a leader, is it the same as being a professional leader?
1: Well, you may say it's being a professional leader, it, it may be the same as, you know, I, I said I distinguish between my private self, my persona, and the professional work identity. Mm. but. The reason why I don't, do not only operate with the distinction on a professional work identity is that you can also be too professional, mm. which is, <laughs> I mean, I know this may sound awkward to some person, but if you look at what actually goes with a profession, it actually only means you do your work and nothing besides your work. Mm. And the, the awkward thing is that it, it's not always the right thing just to do the work and keep a distance to everything. If, you, if we look again at the stage, we can say we are on stage. If I'm a doctor, I'm doing an operation together with my colleagues around the, the, the surgery, and we're doing what we should do in our profession. But when we go backstage and then we sit in the canteen or we reflect upon what happened, etc., we often find that we become friends. Uh, colleagues is, is a Latin exp- expression for people who, who found themselves together. So colleagues are people that you thought of Thrown into or tech I talk about we're thrown into life, and it's the same with colleagues. You're thrown into colleagues. You don't choose colleagues, or they don't choose you. <laughs> You're no. just there, and friendships develop, and things happen. And with work life changing more and more, the the, the whole idea of uh, our private life being part of backstage or part of work, as I said before, it becomes uh, uh, difficult to distinguish. Mm. So we could be only professionals say i'm not going to the canteen i'm not going i'm not saying happy birthday to anyone or congratulation i'm not going to any of my colleagues you know i'm not going i'm not engaging with anything but i said if we only keep this distance all the time people will also think we're weird because it's a natural inclination to be come closer to the people that we work with but we should not become Uh, uh, private with one another. We cannot become a family at a workplace. We need a distance. And this is why I say, okay, the persona is in between the job, the professional job, and who I am in my private room at home. Mm. So the persona is in
0: between. Yeah, yeah. If we then then say that there's a situation in which maybe a person is being uh, brought down, she is uh, depressed or maybe stressed of work, and she enters your office and you're a leader. Are you then allowed in your kind of line of thinking to take off the mask and then to be a private person for half an hour or for for a short time?
1: This is a very a good question because uh, I think this is what we should be. I, I'm working on uh, existentialism and leadership and how leaders through power touch upon other people's uh, existence. For instance, this in, if we talk this talk about this fictional person she might be depressed because uh, her son is ill or she's getting divorced or her husband is having cancer or her mother has just died or it might be a lot of things from her private life. These private issues they enter life, uh, work life and in this when they enter uh, the work space or life uh, with the leader, with the colleagues I think uh, we as a leader you have to be sensitive enough to uh, protect the employee, which are in this uh, limbo situation, mm. and um, also, uh, yeah, have take, uh, uh, yeah, care, mm. have, have a have a, have an emotional care for the person. The question is then, what does it mean then to say, okay, I, I, I care for you, I'm sorry for you, you. Husband is, is terminal in cancer. How do you do that? Do you start start talking about your own cancer or <laughs> your own family's uh, illnesses or what else? My advice is usually be a human being, listen and help and be there. But also, it's important to help the employee not telling too much, which is, I don't know, it, might, it may sound a little weird, but many many leaders find themselves knowing too much mm. this is the first thing you have to protect and not pump <laughs> mm. just wanting to know everything about it all the time because this uh, vulnerable employee also have uh, need the chance to go to work mm. and put on the mask again mm. not feeling I have to strip off myself whenever I enter my work because everybody knows but it takes uh sensitivity to both be a human being um, a loving neighbor you might say and also yeah, help uh, not uh, going too far with this uh, private uh, problems mm. so the first thing is to protect from that but it's also to help the employee with all the rights around the work because for instance if people say I'm, I won't uh, come back to work for one year because I have to go home to my husband but please send all the money still for my work then a the, the system of uh, law uh, Rights, etc., enter. Here, the, the leader has to somehow still have a mask and say, I will help you. Um, I understand. I feel for you. I also have to follow these rules because uh, otherwise, maybe there'll be no one at the workplace tomorrow because everybody has problems. I know this is <laughs> exaggerating, but you have to help. And this is what I mean honestly, seriously. You also have to help the employee knowing that at some point, uh, he or she will have to follow the rules uh, getting back to work and how can the leader help in that situation. You understand? Mm. So it's a balance yeah. between the private and the per- per- persona yeah, yeah. also in this type of situation.
0: Mm. I'm thinking about, uh, yeah, as you know and maybe some of my listeners knows that I work a lot with Hannah Arendt. She talks about when we talk about masks, uh, we have many kinds of masks, and, and she often refers to the Roman mask, yes. because there the opening for the mouth is quite large. And, and she uses that, that she says that in order to voice through your mark, you will have to use your uh, persona, or not your persona, but your private self, and you have to speak out the mask. Yes. Are, are you kind of... Uh, uh, taking any particular mask or or is it just the mask itself you're talking about
1: I like this metaphor because that Hannah has because I, I think I would follow I, I never thought of it before you said it this way that oh. uh, it, it is my private self that comes through the mask but what i also put into the mask is that when you have power as a leader you have to consider strategically so how much of myself do i put out through the mask oh. and this is something leaders usually experience themselves yeah. and they change they find that they change the way they talk about themselves because uh, and how much they tell about themselves because they find that they are confronted in various situations with uh, what they have told so um, you shouldn't show too much of yourself if you're not aware of, uh, of uh, talking about this, what you, what you said from your private self at mm. any point. You might regret what you have told.
0: Mm.
1: But again, you cannot just say nothing. Yeah. I once had a, a, a leader. He said, I have a very easy job. And I said, okay, good. I said, yeah, I have a great job because nobody ever enters my office and there's always uh, peace and quiet. And then I said, no, I think you have actually a big problem. If nobody bothers asking you about anything, mm. you also won't get to know anything. Mm. Yeah. So this leader was, uh, in my words, too professional, or mm. too distant, or he didn't care, he, did, he just couldn't bother mm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. all, this, uh, all these problems.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we then move on to talk about uh, what you consider as a successful leader, you have written a very nice little piece about uh, your former head teacher, your principal, and you explain in this uh, nice essay that he uh, was kind of good at using his persona. Can you talk a little bit about, about how he used his persona?
1: I think the great thing about my head teacher, he's 90 this year, uh, and he's, a, he's still a hero for many of us from school, was that you were in, not in doubt that his uh, belief in children children as uh, pe- as persons or creatures you ought to respect and I, this is back to the 60s and 70s so there was still a strange thing to respect children as actually beings this was his private uh, meaning or and but also his um, it also became his identity his persona because he, this is what he really thought we should respect children mm. uh, children are the future children are creative Children are naughty. Children should be educated, but basically we should love them in this cultivation process, which is also life. At the same time, he would never talk of his own problems or what happened at home or his problems with the children. Or he would not, um, yeah, uh, make himself naked in that sense. He would keep the, keep this professional distance. You would know what he thought, uh, but you would not know too much. And I, th- I think for me this is a, that this was a successful uh, leader because he, he you knew he meant what he said, but it would not be something where we sort of uh, yeah said a, a little too much information. No, thank you. Oh. <laughs> it wouldn't be like that. Yeah. So uh, he 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 was good at this balance.
0: Oh. Uh, yes, uh, Camilla. Um Yeah, I think I would like to bring in Kierkegaard. You are an expert in Kierkegaard, the Danish philosopher. And maybe if we could try to um, talk about the leader as a persona, maybe from his point of view. Uh, But uh, firstly, I have many listeners from America and Australia, and maybe they don't know anything about uh, Kierkegaard. So, So can you maybe say something very short about who was Kierkegaard?
1: Oh, very shortly, he was a Danish theologian who lived from 1813 to 1855. Uh, he's famous b- because of his uh, impact on existentialism, and that is uh, Sartre and uh, de, uh, Simon de Beauvoir and, and Molly Ponty, and the other existentialists. They all they read him, Heidegger as well. Um, <laughs> I, I, for leadership, I think he's interesting because. Uh, I use him for discussing what is authenticity. And in his uh, world famous uh, book, Sickness Unto Death, he talks about what does it mean to be yourself. And in in a very complicated uh, quote in the beginning of uh, the book, um, he comes to the insight that being myself, you may also, what is this private self? The private self is a room, or being authentic is the same. It is to be in a room where you reflect upon uh who you are and what you want to do, and we're so used to thinking of this in psychological terms and like like we we just we need to know who we really are and to stay there, but in a Kierkegaardian understanding of authenticity uh life is also a process it's um a task, and it's a gift, and in this task, you're also uh, continually changing mm. so It's actually... So if we uh, sort of uh, take away the psychological process of finding who I really am... Kierkegaard would say, this is not the case. I'm not going to find who I really am and stay that way. Rather, I'm going to be my own best friend and be part of the process of knowing who am I? What happens? Do I see this the same way as I did before? Do I see it differently? Because we do gradually change. So life is rather in in a developing process why I'm the only one who is with myself all the time. So he says that some people, they dare to be in this process process of uh, reflecting upon who am I, why did I do this? And maybe this was wrong, maybe this was right, whatever. Um, some people dare that, and then they are this genuine self. And other people do not have the courage to be, or the courage to reflect, because it's too uh, harmful or uh, hurtful. To uh, to acknowledge that we uh, we all uh, do, do mistakes, we all fail, we also have successes. But how do we love ourselves when we still have problems, uh, still have uh, committed, uh, yeah, wrong things, hurt other people, etc. We still have to care about ourselves. So uh, I've, I um, I use it for leaders' uh, reflection about also when they find themselves in times of trouble in leadership do they want to continue? You cannot ask the professional the work identity, do you want to uh, continue? Or the mask, the mask won't say anything. You have to ask yourself, do I want to continue in this workplace with these people, under the, these political conditions, with all this whatever I don't agree with? No, I don't. So I actually find sometimes, not often, but once in a while, leaders that have had my course, they, they, they sort of wake up one morning, and think after all this Kierkegaard, <laughs> I cannot uh, look myself into the mirror. I cannot accept the one I'm becoming when I have to implement reforms that I do not agree with. Or when I have only these employees which I do not like or which I think are doing the wrong things or whatever. People have all these different work-life situ- situ- work situations. so. In this way, I I answer 100% the question of authenticity or the question of the private self.
0: Do you think it's kind of, is it more important for a leader to reflect on who he is and his becoming, following Kierkegaard, than an ordinary worker? Is, Is he kind of more into the focal point of different powers and him wanting to be someone?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think leaders, it's a very demanding job to be a leader. Uh, you are under a lot of uh, pressure. Uh, for, for In public sector, you have the pressure from the employees, you have the pressure from your leader colleagues, you have the uh, pressure from the politicians, and first of all, the citizens that it's all about. You have this pressure all the time, and for instance, the pressure from the citizens also come from the media, where you're just uh, continually told that things are not good enough because this is what the media writes about. So. It's a lot of, um, it's a c- c- sort of, uh, you know, all colors from the rainbow that, that are just all there all the time, while mm. usually as an employee, you can just rest with one color mm. <laughs> for a day. Mm. So you have everything all the time yeah. in, a, in a demanding public uh, sector. Mm.
0: So if we are in the public sector and there are all these pressures around the leaders, and if he chooses not to kind of consider who he is and to choose himself, uh, will, will Kierkegaard kind of have an explanation? What happens then?
1: Well, he has this expression of being uh, uh, spitzbügelig, just being a mundane or bourgeois, uh, which means I'm just doing what I'm told. to all. Bernard Bass talks about transactional leadership, so it's a, this kind of transactional, you know, I just do what I'm supposed to do, huh. I said. Or you can become aesthetics, uh, where you're sort of ironic or sarcastic, which is actually a very contemporary figure. We have a lot of irony and sarcasm around a lot of things. Uh, and this type of uh, charming uh, uh, and it makes people laugh at the same time, you still do not know what he really stands for. Th- this aesthetic type of leader, not, Kierkegaard is not talking about leadership, but he talks about persons. But you have this personal leadership, aesthetic person, who laughs and makes people laugh. That type is also depicted in the literature as a psychopath. Hmm. And many of the same uh, traits we have psychopathy to be charming and uh, megalomaniac and uh, having uh, great visions and making people follow you and engaging and motivating and inspiring, inspiring etc these are the same characteristics for for um, for aesthetic so, <laughs> yeah. so so for me this was an eye opener that that such a, a person was actually the same person we would find in uh, transformational leadership if you mm-hmm. go to sort of uh, sort of transformation leadership Or the wrong type of leadership uh-huh. That makes people follow We will not mention any political <laughs> Presidents at that moment uh-huh. Because we all know Who are being talked about uh, These uh, transforming types They can either be um, When it comes to transformation leadership Charming and envisioning Because of uh, good sake Or good cause They want to change the world um, And he's uh, for instance um, uh, mentioning Mahatma Gandhi and uh, actually also Jesus as Ban of Bass is m- m- mentioned in Mahatma Gandhi and, mm. uh, and Jesus as transformation leaders. But you could also have these psychopathic transformation leaders where they just lead you into hell or mm. nothing. So,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, so you become aesthetic or you become a bourgeois if mm. you don't uh, dare to uh, face yourself.
0: Mm. Camilla, it has been really great, time is already running out, it has been, been really great to talk about uh, ausentity from Kierkegaard and to talk about how you choose yourself and become yourself and it has also been great to talk about how we can use the concept of persona uh, in, uh, in a position as a leader. Uh, and we could talk for hours, I think, but, but if we shall direct uh, my listeners to a place on the internet where they can find more stuff which you have written, where is that?
1: Uh, I have my own pep- uh, home site, website, it's called uh, CamillaSlock.dk, so S-L-O-K and then Camilla. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where I have my publication and also uh, present some of my uh, recent uh, research on existentialism and, and leadership.
0: That was the interview with a researcher in the leadership area. This podcast has come to an end. I would like to invite you to join our group on Facebook. If you just type in the search field on Facebook research in leadership in schools, early childhood settings and social care settings, you will find the group. In the group, there are announcements of new episodes, and we are also able to discuss some issues being brought up in the episodes. This podcast has been running for a long time now and due to technical reasons all of the episodes are not available on all podcast platforms such as apple podcast stitcher and so on but in our group on facebook you can find the complete list of all the episodes that have been delivered so please join us on facebook i hope to see you there bye -bye.